Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Gwen Flamberg, and we have got an all-new show for you. Welcome to Glam Squad Confidential, where we are bringing you all of the hottest celebrity fashion, beauty, and body tips, tricks, and secrets. It's going to be so much fun, you guys. Of course, I've got my cohort, Travis Cronin, even on the new show. Oh, hello, Gwen, to the style confidential. Don't tell anybody. Well, Travis, I mean... What do you love better than beauty and style? Um, actually nothing, Gwen. If I could talk about beauty and style all day and all night, I could. That's why, you know, being friends with you and this podcast is a dream come true. And of course, because you are one of Us Weekly's most executive reporters, you're the guy who's got the access to all the top celebrity hairstylists, makeup artists, you know, nutritionists, trainers, you, you know, we speak to everybody. You've got that access and so do I. And we're going to bring that to our listeners. God bless us for it. God bless us, everyone. And today, you guys, for our inaugural episode, I mean, we're bringing something so special and exciting to you. We have got a special guest today who, you know, is not only a dear friend, to the brand, but also somebody that you all have been following for a really long time. And she is not just gorgeous. She's got brains and she has got the body. We've got Andy Dorfman on today. Hey, Andy. Hi. I mean, listen, I, nothing, nothing but the best, nothing but the best for you. But you know, it's I like- I love you too. I miss you too. I miss you too, too. <laughs> you know, Andy- Obviously, we all know her from The Bachelor, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But since she's been on The Bachelor, she has published three books? Two. <laughs> Two with the third one in the works. The third yeah, one's I, on the way. I, I know about that one. So she's published two books. She ran the New York City Marathon. Like out of Dude, nowhere, what? too. Just like trained for it and did it. And like, what was your time? Like you were, it was unbelievable. 3.56, and then we after-partied. I was at that after-party. I know. I vaguely remember. It was Our fun. friends was who really put me in the taxi, day. our friends who put me in the taxi after that after-party <laughs> had to tell me where we were when they put me in the taxi. I was like, 
They were like, you know, when we went to the second bar and I was like, what second bar? <laughs> yeah. I ran the marathon. My family came and y'all put up together this little like after party. I went straight from running the marathon. Well, first of all, I had to walk back to my hotel because it was like all barricaded. So three hours, 56 minutes of running, 26 miles. And there I am like walking 10 blocks to my hotel. My legs were just like jello. And then I went straight, showered, went straight to the after party. I mean, it was pretty amazing. I remember being so like in awe of your energy because I was like, how did this girl just run a marathon and she's like bopping around the bar, like saying hi to everyone, doing some shots. I mean, it was a good time was had by all. A good time was had. I was still on like an adrenaline rush. I think the next morning I, I it all caught up to me. <laughs> yeah. You were like shaking your booty on Instagram after I was like, damn, ain't she dead? Like <laughs> my family was there. My friends were there. Like, you know me, I'm always, I'm always a vibe type of person. If the vibe is right, it could go all night. So what inspired you to run the marathon? What was that all about? Other than being insane. Um, <laughs> actually, at first, New York Roadrunners had contacted me because I had been running slash walking. Like I used to, Gwen, you know, I used to walk the West Side Highway slash run at sunset and then meet my girlfriends for cocktails. And so I was kind of a walk runner. New York Roadrunners had contacted me, asked me if I wanted to do the marathon. And I remember the first email being like, absolutely not. There's no way I'm putting my body through 26 miles. And then they contacted me again. And I was kind of in like a lull in life. I was in between books, you know, I was like 31, 32 in New York, single. And I don't know, for some reason, I was just saying yes to kind of anything at that point. And I said, yes, they set me up with this amazing trainer that I just totally hit it off with. And yeah, what I thought was like a crazy yes ended up really like changing my life, the training of it, um, the the running of it, building the endorphins community of it. You know, it's a year later now and I'm still running and like now I have a business surrounded by running. So I guess the moral of the story is you can be insane, but just say yes to everything. And that's what I did for the marathon. And I'm I'm so glad I did. That's one of the best tips I've ever gotten in my life is like, just say yes yeah. to everything. Yeah. Now- Andorphins started, like it was born out of your training, right? Yeah. So it was actually a hashtag in the beginning because I kind of documented my training on Instagram. I would just, you know, throw some stories up while we were running and people started sending me their own stories and their own photos and like tagging me and I'd repost and I thought, you know, this is a perfect scenario in which like a hashtag would be great. Like it'll build a community. People can just click on the hashtag and see runners from all over the country, the world, and kind of get inspired by that. So it really was born out of a hashtag and this sense of wanting to create a community. Um, and then since then, like I ran the marathon and realized, okay, well, people are still tagging endorphins. I was like, I'm not really done with this whole community yet. Like it feels like it's just getting started. So that turned into a business, which obviously now has turned into its own Instagram handle and even more importantly, its own app. Um, so yeah, it's just built from a hashtag. I love it. I mean, true story. We were in Paris together in November of 2019. We were there for the Elite Model World competition. That was so much fun. But we were at like Galleries Lafayette and you and I were just shopping in the afternoon and a woman came up to you to talk about endorphins. And it was like, oh my God, this is a global movement that you've started. Yeah, I was, I mean, and even when I was running in Central Park, I'd be running with my trainer and somebody would, you know, shout out, go endorphins. And for other people to see it, like 
is really cool. I'm used to obviously Bachelor Nation, you know, you get stopped on a plane or someone sees you at a restaurant and everyone's always so friendly when they come up. But for me, it was really cool that it wasn't just like a TV show. It was something that I felt like I, you know, built in a way um, with the help of other people, of course. But it was cool to see not just that like people were, you know, coming up and saying, hey, but that they were actually a part of the community to actually see it in real life. And for my friends and family to see it is cool for me. Andorphins in the wild. I love it. So what are you, what is your aim with the app? Like how I almost feel like when I see you post, you're encouraging other people to live their best lives through, through fitness, through a healthy lifestyle. Um, And you know, it's not just healthy lifestyle. Like you encourage people. It's like you do this to do that the same way that you found balance with like the walk around and then cocktails. So tell us, look, what is, what's your aim with the app? I think the aim is to like, first of all, take a lot of intimidation out of running. You know, so many people I know from experience, like feel so intimidated because you maybe can't run a mile or 26 miles seems daunting or even a 5k seems really daunting. So I want to take the intimidation out of that. Like I ran the marathon having been a walk runner. Um, Obviously I trained and worked hard for it. I don't want to, you know, diminish the, the hard work, but like anybody can do it. And I also want people to just know, like there's a community out there for them. So you want to go for a run one day and you don't really know how, you know, the gyms are closed or you're tired of cycling or whatever it is. Like there's an app there that's going to get you through that run, no matter what level you are. And other people are doing it as well. So you're able to kind of in this community share with other runners that you don't even know, like, Hey, we did the same challenge today. And I think a big part of it too, other than just having like this really cool community is being able to celebrate it. So that's what we use a lot of the Instagram for is, people that use the app that complete their challenges or that are completing the 5k, like we want to celebrate them. And I think that inspires other people to be like, Hey, I see myself in that person. I can do this too. And it's It's so cool workout. Exactly. And during the pandemic, it's outdoors. Yeah. You don't need, you know, it's like people can just come together and motivate each other. So what about the fashion aspect? Because you are doing this cute line and I feel like I heard that it's some of it is charitable. Yeah, so we have um, we have endorphins merch on our website that we sell. Um, a lot of it's like cute tanks and hats, just like anything you would use to go for a run. Um, and then we partnered up with Girls on the Run, which is actually the charity I ran the New York City Marathon for. Amazing charity. I love what they do. They basically go into a lot of underprivileged schools and they have an after school program in which they teach these girls how to run a 5K. And in doing so, they're teaching them different things about body confidence. They're teaching them about you know, social awareness, they're teaching them about um, friendship. So they're actually teaching them life skills while teaching them how to train for a 5k, which obviously just spoke so much to me when I was running the marathon that it was a no brainer to partner up with them. And I since have just continued to partner with them. We just did a limited edition beanie in which all the proceeds go for them. So I love the fact that, you know, we can provide merch for people to buy, but I think it's super important also to have that give back component and anything we can do like to help girls on the run, especially during times like these. I think charities are are really hit hard and people don't necessarily realize that. So I'm I'm always down for the give back. I think for me, like running gave me a lot and it's important to give back in some sort of way. So we like to do that through fashion. <laughs> Totally. And there's, I think I saw on the Andorphins Instagram that there's like a cropped pink sweatshirt, which Trav, you look really cute in that. That was my favorite. This is our newest, actually. Oh, so cute. We have 
We have the soul and then we've got the mates. So this is for our buddy run coming up for Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, they're just cute sweatshirts, tanks, um, hats, gaiters. We've got some more stuff coming soon that I'm not going to tell you yet, but you'll find out. Got a lot for spring and summer, actually. A lot happening. I mean, very exciting. Now, tell us when you choose, like, how do you choose what you run in? Like, does what you wear affect your workout? Yeah. I mean, I have always said, like, look good, feel good, feel good, run good. I don't care how (laughs) superficial that is, but, like, you'll never find me in a big baggy t-shirt running. Like, I have to look on point. I feel like my run is better. I feel more confident. So, like, I'm always in for, like, a little set, you know, always matching. Sometimes I'll even go down and matching my tennis shoes, like no shame in it. Um, but yeah, I like to look good while I'm on my run. That sounds stupid, but it just, it energizes me. Yeah, what no are your way. Running shoes? That would like motivate me too. If I had a cute little matching set, I'm like, right? well, I have that clothes. Like I better live up to these on my run. This look is a great sweatpants run. Yeah. <laughs> so what are your favorite um, running shoes? Oh, I go back and forth. Um, I ran the marathon in the Adidas Ultra Boost, which I love. Um, I get sent a lot of running shoes, so I'm trying to think. I mean, Asics has some good new ones out. Uh, Brooks is good. The Nike always is good. But yeah, I'm, I, I usually tend to stick with my Adidas Ultra Boost. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And clothes? Like, are you one of those like matching set kinds of oh, gals? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like my closet is literally just like matching sets of workout clothes. Like, <laughs> I saw Khloe Kardashian do this like fitness closet tour and it totally inspired me. So I changed my closet over to just fitness stuff. I'm like, whatever, I don't wear anything else anyways. So yeah, I have matching everything. You know, you see me like I've always got a matching set on. <laughs> I know you moved all those gowns over for the time being and now they're just matching like spandex sets. I'm into yep. it. Yep. <laughs> what is it? Like, is it? What what is the thought process when you're thinking about what you're going to wear on a run versus like when you're going on a red carpet, like you're planning to, is it the same? Is it different? Like I think how it's different? Like how I feel. Some days I'm feeling like an all black little set. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I want to feel a little pop of colors. I'll go like neon. I don't care. Like I'll push the boundaries with it. I'll do like a crop top pink, hot pink set with like, you know, leggings, sports bra, a little jacket. Um, I think it definitely depends on the mood. Yeah, like anything else. So like, do you miss red carpets at all? Honestly, not really. I mean, you know how it is getting ready for red carpets. I'm like a get ready in 10 minutes type of person. Like I like minimal effort when it comes to getting ready. Um, I do miss the adrenaline of red carpets. And I do miss like gowns and, you know, feeling kind of that like princess feeling of like being in a great outfit. Uh, But I don't miss the getting ready part. I hear you on that for sure. But like, I remember definitely to one of the Us Weekly events, but I feel like you've done it a bunch of times where like, you've kind of like made your red carpet look. (laughs) I have. So tell Um, us about that. Like, what is it like choosing a red carpet look? And at what point are you like, forget it. I'm just going to make my own. She's like, Andy's on Project Runway every day. She's like, I have like an event tonight. I have six hours to make the cutest outfit. Go, Andy. I literally am such a DIY person. Um, What happens is a lot of times back when we were doing events, I'd be like, oh, I really want this look. You know, this is what I'm feeling, whether it's like a one shoulder, like draped Grecian type of vibe. And I could just never find it or it was too expensive. Like I don't have five grand to, you know, splurge on a dress that I'm gonna wear one time because you know we're gonna get photographed in it. And so I would just go to Garment District in New York, buy some fabric and 
some heat bond or like hot glue and figure it out. <laughs> I made so many outfits back in the day, like especially to the Us Weekly parties, I feel like. Like there was this red sequined, I wanted like a robe look. And so I, I loved that a lot. I loved it too. In hindsight though, I'm like, was it really that cute? It was, was cute. Just, the fabric could have been better, but the cut yeah. was like amazing and it looked really good on you. And, and here's that's the, the other thing. thing is you can control the cut. Like when I make stuff, I always learn like, I had a stylist when I was on The Bachelorette and he's always said, you can change an outfit with a little bit of tailoring. So to me, it's like you get to tailor your own when you make it. Um, by the way, these are like really simple patterns. I would be off in the first episode of Project Runway. Like <laughs> they're very, very simple, basic stuff. So I don't want to, I don't want to get ahead of myself and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm a designer fashion. No way. But I do like to make my own stuff. Your accessories too, like you, you bedazzle, you paint splatter, you know, it doesn't just stop at the clothes and that's like real stuff. <laughs> I mean, I love me a little bedazzling, sequin, tie-dye, you name it. DIY all the way. I think that's the Georgia girl in me. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. But like, you know, pressing rewind, when you were on the show, don't contestants have to bring their own dresses? Like, don't they have to plan their own wardrobe? Yep. When you're on the show of The Bachelors, when there's 25 girls, you bring your own. And at the time, I don't know what the rules are now, but they said, you know, you have, you get two suitcases and that's it. So I oh my God. the rule because I'm thinking like, okay, I can make this happen, I guess. Everyone else showed up with like five suitcases, trunks. They knew I should have prepared better. <laughs> but I'd, I'll never forget, like I bought my night one dress like the day before at like a Lowman's. Remember when Lowman's used to be yes, there? Totally. It was like a Halston Heritage like on sale for like probably 60 bucks at the time. And I just didn't have like great fashion sense with that kind of stuff. And so I ended up just borrowing everyone's clothes. Then luckily with the bachelorette, they do give you a stylist. And that was really, really fun. I loved and adored him. And we just had a lot of fun together and picking out the gowns. And like for that, there's no limit. You know, you're pulling gowns from places. And I remember there was one gown that was amazing. It was like low cut, um, like bedazzle rhinestone dish and I remember my stylist saying like you can't spill anything on this it has to go to Selena Gomez tomorrow and sure enough it went to Selena Gomez and sure enough it was in the who wore it better <laughs> and she wore it better. oh classic but like who gets to say like you wore a dress that Selena Gomez that you know like that was really fun the fashion aspect of the bachelorette was so fun to be able to just like go for it and have access to clothes that you never would have. And did you have a hair and makeup artist on that as well? Yeah. As the bachelorette, you get a hair and makeup artist. Um, I don't remember it was for every day, but definitely like for the rose ceremonies, but uh, I mean the gowns and like, we just, (laughs) we went for it that year. Well, that is so much fun when you're the one person in the, in the spotlight, you know, but it's like when it's the 25 girls, I mean, Thank God some of y'all become friends so you can share each other's dresses because otherwise, nightmare. Yeah, that. And you got to make friends with whoever's the makeup artist in the house, whoever is the hairstylist in the house. You always want to be nice to them because you're always going to (laughs) need. Especially for, like, I'm not good at hair and makeup. So I was like, I definitely need to be friends with whoever's good at hair and makeup in this house. But you must have learned. Two suitcases. Two. So you Two. bring like what, like forty spandex halter dresses? Like I, I missed the memo. I bought oh, like I thought I would be there for a week or two, to be honest. So I brought like maybe four or five dresses. I had run out by the you know mid, yeah. midway point. <laughs> yeah. What do you bring? Like that is. You know, you I also mean, don't drama. Know where you're going. 
So you don't really know the weather. So they're like, bring one coat. And in hindsight, you're like, no, I want to bring four coats. I'm going to Korea and Vietnam, you know? (laughs) (laughs) What a wild experience. I mean, in hindsight, are you grateful for that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it look, it was, it's obviously the show has changed. I'm super happy that I did it when I did before kind of social media had taken off. Um, You know, obviously like, the people that do it now are reaping a lot of benefits from social media, but we really had like a purity to it. Like we didn't care about Instagram because it wasn't really a thing. So like Mm -hmm. you didn't really question those kinds of motives. Um, There was like a true search for love on it. Um, You went to fabulous places, but there was just kind of like, I don't know, there was an authentic side of it that I think social media has kind of changed. You know, now you watch it and you're like, Oh, they're just trying to get more followers or this person's trying to kind of like make some, you know, just be outlandish. And back then it it didn't feel like it was that way. So I'm happy I did it when I did it. I'm also like, I always say I'm forever grateful for that show. Like I look at things I've done in my life, whether it's writing books, whether it's moving to New York to now LA, and it all always comes back to The Bachelor. And I always say like that changed the trajectory of my life for better or for worse sometimes, but yeah, I, I have this gratitude towards something that was really, really impactful in my life and allowed me to do some really incredible things. Now, would you ever do another show? Because I got to tell you, I always talk about this on our Hot Hollywood podcast every season when we like nominate who we think should be on Dancing with the Stars. I'm like, why haven't they tapped Andy Dorfman? She does. She She's does. Dancing with the Stars. I feel like I would be terrible. At, I can't dance. <laughs> I think oh, I would you do could. that before I would do Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> it would just be mean to America to have to watch me dance. It's not But good. you would look so cute in those outfits. And I'm telling you, you, like the same way that you decided I'm going to run the marathon and you trained for it and did it, I know you and I know that you would like practice those dances and you yeah. would be amazing and maybe you would even win. Oh my, I don't know if I have the rhythm. But I will say, never say never for that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying I might not be good at it. <laughs> oh my God, this spray tan and body glitter would look so great on you, Andy. I mean, the outfits are fabulous. I they would are. Fringe, oh. little minis. Yeah, yeah, doing a split on some guy's shoulder and getting like put across the floor while you look back. I can see you there. I don't know if I can get into a split, but thank you. <laughs> I've seen you get pretty close. <laughs> I bet you could. I bet you could. Well, that would be really I'm interesting. I'm about to be 34 years old. I don't think anyone can see me like doing, trying to, attempting to do splits on national television. Oh, oh I, I think do. it would be, I think it would be great. I think it would be I'm amazing. Like picturing it in my head right now. How <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your move to LA and the way that you have decorated your apartment. Cause I feel oh. like a lot of that's DIY too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of DIY in the apartment, of course. Um, I moved to LA to really like rev up and start Andorphins. I didn't really tell a lot of people. I definitely didn't make it like public. I feel like at this point, people realize like, I'll let you know when the when it's done. I'll let you know when the, you know, the ink has dried. That's just kind of my personality. Um, but I moved in June from New York. I'd been in New York for five and a half years. Loved it. Had a great time there, but just was ready for a new chapter, a new phase of life. And then everything Andorphins related, building the app out here. Um, all of that was really like in LA. And so for work, I was like, this is the right move. Uh, for me personally, it was the right move just to kind of have a change. Uh, my sister's out here with two little kids in San Diego. 
you know, I always say like, I didn't really have a lot of family in New York. I miss my friends dearly, but there wasn't a ton kind of tying me there. So made the move, did another like one-way ticket thing, which is the same thing I did from Atlanta to New York. And I'm at like seven months here now. Loving it. It's awesome. And you like built this babe cave. I mean, yeah, there's like a full bar back there. (laughs) Girl, it is stopped. I like, here's the thing. I, my apartment in New York was tiny, but I made the most of like every little nook and cranny and wall there was. And then my place in LA is a little bit bigger. And I was like, you know what? I'm still going to make use of every little nook and cranny. So there was this white wall back here, which is next to the kitchen. And I was like, I want to build a bar and did it. I mean, I didn't do this though. I have to say, I did not. This is not. I was like, is that you and the hammer and a buzzsaw, Andy? This was not a DIY project. This was with a friend who actually like has a construction company design firm. But uh, yeah, I figured, you know, I moved here during lockdown. I was like, well, if I can't go to the bar, the bar's going to come to me. And it is the Babe Cave Bar. My girlfriends come over like almost every Friday. (laughs) A lot of them have keys and they'll just come over here and I'll walk in and here they are, the Babe Cave Bar. It's awesome. It's amazing. We got to like book a ticket, Trav, that we can go to the Bay Cave Bar. Absolutely. I'm <laughs> already in Palm Springs. I'm so close. But you are so close, Trav. So, you know, you on the first season of The Bachelor, you have to do your own makeup. And then on The Bachelorette, you had a hairstylist and makeup artist. And like, I see you big nights out, you know, heretofore before the pandemic. And you do do your makeup pretty freaking good. So like did sometimes you better up- than the makeup yeah. artist. Did you pick up tricks from definitely? Your I also pros? like have watched plenty of YouTube videos. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think again, it's like just not wanting to get ready. I sometimes just like with red carpets. I'm like, I don't feel like having hair and makeup come over, so I'll just do it myself. Um, but what I, tricks I, did you learn? Like, what did you pick up from the pros? Well, I learned like how to contour, obviously, like we all have. Um, that's been a lifesaver. What's your uh, trick? The trick? I mean, you just, I've learned like where to put the lines. Yeah, and, you yeah, got it. You know, the C's, like you do the C and the C. And um, I've learned, what else? Vaseline on the teeth always makes nice. them a little shinier. And when you're on a red carpet, it gets so dry and you're like smiling and your lips start to get chapped. And so that was a big one, Vaseline on the teeth. Um, what else? I mean, like, you know, if you're going to do a cat eye, doing the little tape or like holding a piece of something there to make a perfect line. Like these are all like rookie stuff. Um it's really, they're really not though. That's not rookie stuff. I swear. It's like nobody on this podcast, when we had um, Get Trust with Us, which was just much more like hair and makeup focused, three years we did the podcast. Nobody ever mentioned Vaseline on the teeth. Really? Right, Charles? Um, No. I mean, I know that from like a pageant trick back in the day, Miss Congeniality, but like I, you don't hear a lot about it anymore. And I think people don't even do that anymore because you're right. Your mouth gets hella dry smiling Mm -hmm. for the cameras for like 10 minutes in that hot light. Yep. Yeah. That's okay. I'll I'll stick with that one then. That'll be my number one tip. It's a good one. We we really didn't hear it in the history of our beauty podcast. Not once. (laughs) That's the Georgia girl back in me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, so what did you have any feelings about this past season of Bachelor? Any of the girls, anybody who was doing like fashion, right? Um, fashion. Well, first of all, it's funny because like I know Matt. I knew Matt from New York because Matt right. lived with Tyler, who ran the marathon with me. And so Tyler and Matt and I became like good friends. They're like little brothers. Um, 
And so I had actually talked to Matt a lot before he was supposed to go on Claire's season, to, literally down to the point where he came out of my apartment. We were like making little magnet roses for him to do night one, like practicing his whole night one thing. And then all of a sudden it went from him not going on the show to becoming The Bachelor himself. So that was kind of wild to like witness. Um, and it, it just crazy, you know, like I, I knew he'd go far on Claire's season and I, I kind of suspected that he would be a great candidate for Bachelor, but none of us knew they were just going to go ahead and like give it to him. Um, so that's been kind of fun to watch. The girls, I will say, like at first I thought it was an amazing group of girls in terms of like they were all like very successful and kind. And now like we're in what week five and I've been watching and I'm like, wow, these girls are like claws have come out really quickly. <laughs> it was a really big turnaround. Like episode one and two, I thought it was going to be like a really good, <laughs> nice group of friends. <laughs> and I feel like it turned around really quickly. What um, did you tell him about being the lead and like dating? I mean, I was like, look, I, I can only tell you so much because everyone's going to give you advice and it's going to be a lot. But I did tell him. I said, just be yourself, as cheesy as it sounds. He, Matt is a very like gentle, very kind, very like mellow guy. And I said, just stay that way. You don't need to be the one person that's going to, you know, create drama in the house. You don't need to be the one person that's going to kind of go off the deep end or, you know, be super, super emotional about something. Like, just be who you are. America will love it. The right person will love it. Um, and I feel like you see that in his season. Like, you can tell he's like chill. Like, he doesn't try and get into a lot of the drama. Um, he's a little more reserved, I think, with some of his emotions, but that's just who he is. Mm. Totally. I think it's good, though. It's funny. I uh, I was going to Palm Beach and literally I walked past this guy. I was like, this looks like Matt James on my plane. Um, this is a couple weeks ago. So I actually ended up sitting next to him for this entire plane ride. I'm like, tell me everything. <laughs> I need to know everything. And he was still like the same guy that I knew in New York. Like he was still that like shy, quiet, mellow guy. I love a G whiz quality to someone. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> he's a great bachelor. I think he's lovely and endearing and yeah. just like exactly what the show needs. Yeah, he's sweet. Totally. Those, those girls are coming after each other. Those girls are all over the place. I, I, It's a different type of show, Bad Girls Club. <laughs> Yeah, where I feel like this has been like the kind of the cattiest crew we've seen. 100%. We had a really on um, our old format, Get Trashed With Us, we had a really interesting episode with Carol Radziwell, mm -hmm. where we talked about, you know, Carol was saying that when the Housewives first started, kind of like when the Bachelor franchise first started, it was really before Instagram. And it was kind yeah. of like right at the same time when the two kinds of came up at the same time. And it's like, you know, was it a chicken egg thing? What influenced what in terms of this kind of like over the top mentality? So it's interesting that you had that point as well. And that that might be um, playing into why these girls are like so over the top, Caddy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think social media, obviously, I don't know if it's, you know, kept the show going or if the show kind of keeps that part of social media going. Um, but I think whatever it is, that it's a show that works well with social media. Yeah, because when you were on, it was really Twitter and Facebook. And unless you're the wittiest writer in the world, you ain't yeah. getting Bachelor famous on Twitter. Exactly. I mean, we had to go on private. Like, I remember, no, and no one cared. We were like, all right, like, you walked away with, you know, you walked on with a couple hundred followers and 
maybe you'd come back with like 10,000, you know, and then it's just, it's just grown. It's, I mean, now I feel like if you make it far enough, you walk off that show with a million followers easy. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Now, are you mm-hmm. on Clubhouse yet, Andy? What do you think of Clubhouse? What's Clubhouse? Oh my God, you've got to get on Clubhouse. What is this? I've never heard of it. It's fun. It's like um, like panels set up by people and it's audio only. So you can go listen to room and like celebrities and people like do rooms and talk and people can ask questions. And it's like, it was valued at like a billion dollars in like the stock market last week. It's like blowing it's a, up. It's like a brand new social media platform that's audio only. And the influencer, I think it was Jake Paul, not Logan Paul. I think it was Jake Paul who said he like tweeted about clubhouse saying like oh i finally get it it's linkedin but you can talk to each other so it's kind of like there's this weird networking thing clubhouse all right i'm on it i sent you an invite (laughs) love i'm in it i'm doing it travis is sending out invites who do you you go into like what's your favorite on it well yesterday i went into Lindsay lohan and perez hilton and uh aaron samuels and daniel from mean girls were in it and it was just really interesting to hear about Lindsay lohan's crazy life in dubai and just how wacky she is oh my okay i'm doing it yeah know your interests like i obviously have like beauty style celebrity news and Mm. then it's like these these rooms just come up like the perez hilton room that was about like celebrity the real way it was it's just it's kind of wild it's really interesting we need an endorphins room for sure my gosh you should have an endorphins Mm -hmm. like chat room with all of your the runners they got to run right into clubhouse i love that yeah it's fun it's a whole other thing yeah and you don't have to put on makeup or anything it's audio only so it's like super casual love this okay download like hop on and it's just really interesting like Right now, it's it's like any social media platform when it's very new. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just very, very integrated. Like anybody, like we were in a room with Perez Hilton the other day. And so like all of a sudden, there were like 3,000 people who came into the room. Yeah. And so Tori Spelling, which was so exciting. Amazing. I think that's <laughs> also the future too of like what social media is. There's, I think building communities and having like open forums and conversations more so than just like taking photos is probably going to be like the new wave. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. All right. So before we let you go, just tell us what style trends are you excited for for spring? What can you like not wait to rock? Uh, clothing that is not workout clothes and pajamas. <laughs> what's going to be your first gown style? I don't know. What's in? Gwen, what's in right now? I mean, what's in right now? Tie-dye sweatpants. <laughs> you know it. Athletes My little cashmere sweatsuits that like I can't get enough of i've been getting so many of those in the dom the cashmere cashmere suits tank tops and yeah like really yummy have you had any from um naked cashmere they're so great they're so great lived in that lived in that cashmere jumpsuits for sure um for spring i'm in la now so it's warm like i'm excited to get some like colorful little dresses i love like a good like nisa dress me too like a long sleeve like blousey um, I love what else? Like, I'm just excited to to wear a dress. To be honest, I know to wear a dress and have bare legs. At least you're in LA, but I can't wait for like there to be we just like, opened afternoon just party restaurants now. So we've been in lockdown for a couple months, um, yeah. and so restaurants are finally opening here, luckily, and hopefully everything goes well and they stay open. Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some pops of color this spring and summer. I'm determined. New York, I feel like it was like very black on black, which I I loved. 
Um, but now in LA, you know, I'm going to go for a little more color. I like it. That's a good tip. And white on white always. I love a good white pant. Oh yeah. If you, nice, nice trends, if you can wear them, that's for sure. I feel like everyone can wear white pants. I feel like people just don't think they can, but like, I've never seen anybody look bad in white pants. Some of us spill salsa all the time, Andy. Well, yeah, that's what you can <laughs> carry a Tide pen around for. <laughs> I know. Well, now that I drink more champagne than red wine, I think I could wear white pants. You could wear white pants. I'm going to get some good white jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do that. Right on. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks so much, Andy, for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to see your two faces. Yeah, you too. Thanks for listening to Glam Squad Confidential. And please come back next week for another episode where we will have another amazing guest. Until next week, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish for more celebrity beauty tips and tricks all week long. And until next week, stay gorgeous. Stay gorgeous.